welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 449. We have a fun one this time. It's always fun. We're always fun, Tony. Except for me starting <laughs> off being quite sad. <laughs> but we have some good news at the end. Yes. And we had some good reviews. I think it was a solid, solid podcast this week. You may say that, because <laughs> you got what you wanted, but I'm always going to regret the biggest, uh, regret let the... it slip through my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope that some sometime down the road, it's not like this regret that you are, are thinking about, and more like the girls you didn't kiss. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will be this one. <laughs> Uh, but to find out, uh, grab a cola and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 449, Podcasting Purchases. Well, Linz, I just want to solidly from the bottom of my heart, say, fuck you. <laughs> what? And you know why, right? Do, do I? Yes, it was your oh, text. Oh, yes. I do know why you're saying. I, I'm shocked that I was the first person to send that to you. No, I'd heard about it. I didn't realize it was on sale. And I could have actually bought it then. It's sold out now. Yeah. I That's probably bought it for then. the best that it sold out. Yeah, oh, no. Because, oh. So... You had texted me of this uh, Optimus Prime limited edition auto, like, transforming robot. Mm -hmm. Like, pretty much it's like a sentient toy. Yeah, it talks to you. It makes the, the transforming noises when it changes. I mean, it, I, I could care less if it's saying, like, it's Friday. Like, it transforms. Like, that's fucking amazing. Uh, it is so cool. But it is 700 bucks, And I was, when you sent me the link, and I'm like, oh, okay. 200 I'm totally down. And I would even have said 300 Yeah. Se 700 is it's just... It's a bit much. That's a bit much. And then... You know, I'm, toys like that, like, as high tech as it is, like, honestly, like, it's going to break. And then how pissed would you be? But it, when I was speaking with Anthony, he was like... You could have bought two and then sold the second one on the back, you know, black market for it. I'm like, fuck. I could have made my money back yeah. and had one for myself. Because I have the money now, but I have that for other projects in my house. Right. But it would have been a good investment. Yeah. I, oh, I've seen, uh, um, I saw Kevin Smith and, mm. and Jason Mewis. Yeah. Did you watch that one? Yeah. Where, what was with them hiding their faces? It was so weird. But also excellent, because they were just excited as I would be. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, this toy. The thing that I really like, like, I'm not a huge Transformer fan, but it, the, besides the sounds that it made while it was transforming, which was great, but also, like, after a while, you're like, alright. Yeah. This takes a lot less time on the cartoon. <laughs> so, they keep replaying the same sound over and over and over again. But, like, the micro at rest movements that it would do when it was just standing there waiting. Like it would make these little like adjustments yeah. in its stance and stuff like that. Shit like that is amazing. The well, fact I, that they thought about something like that when they created it, I thought was super cool. I just, just, you can see the articulation within it and knowing all those motors can get it to go different places and they have preset things and voice commands, but they're even saying more to come like that. They yeah. could probably preset to do some things. It, I think this is the closest thing to us having, like, real robot type, you know, mm -hmm. not just toys, but in general. Right. Fuck, imagine, like, that robot dog from uh, Boston Dynamics, like, transforming. Oh. Yeah, that's oh terrifying. Oh, my God, that would be a... Oh. That's all Black Mirror episode. That is, I'm, I'm here for it. Because <laughs> I, know, I know I'll die, but I'll die happy. <laughs> I couldn't help myself because I was like, there's no way that he doesn't know. And then I was like, but maybe. 
I don't know. Maybe he's been sleeping for the past four hours. I don't know what's going on in his life. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> like I said, I seen a concept of it uh, a couple months ago, and I thought that was badass. But that was about it. And obviously now um, it's being made to fruition and yeah. pre-orders. Yeah. Well, they out. had that whole. It wasn't. It was a whole event that they did this last weekend. Yeah. Right? The pul- Hasbro Pulse. Yeah, they've done that now a couple times. At least in the last year, I know they did uh, some of those, and I th- it might be mainly because there is no toy fairs or right. comic cons to really do these things, so they've kind of had these announcement type uh, where they release their next lines, and yeah, there's also a couple other things that, uh, when we get into the news of... So how does it make you feel to know <clears throat> Kevin Smith, solidly worth about $25 million, Jason Mewes... Less than $25 million, but I would say 6 or $7 million, right, net worth. Probably got that for free, just so that they could make a video of it. I Oh, I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> How much does that piss you off, and why haven't you made this the motivation of your entire life to have a show in which Hasbro would be like, we should send this to Drunk on Comics <laughs> for them to review? <laughs> oh, so I've seen many... Uh, uh, YouTube place that uh, does the reviews of transforming things and yes they you can tell there's some things that are gifted a lot of them though are also secret comic shop owners and they can do these so then they'll resell them even out of the box or have them displayed around their their shops I, I don't know why I haven't yet because I think <laughs> I gotta start from the ground up which I mean I buy toys still anyways right i think it's just the production value of really at video editing is a lot bigger bitch than than not, not editing. audio yes. editing yeah well i will just say right now um since we're on it before we get into the, our book reviews so with the the hasbro fan fest and everything that was going on uh they released some marvel um series toys coming out I really like the Ironheart one, but a lot of different Iron Man looking um, figures along with uh, uh, Fat Thor. Fat Thor! <gasps> which, that one I kind of... Does he have a sweater? No, he's in his, like, Thor... Uh, oh. Like, you know how he was at the end of yeah, Endgame? Yeah, I guess. Um, which, they've had a Fat Thor already, but... I like the sweater. He looks real snuggly in that. Yeah. Um... Also, I think the only other thing that I would really want to get is the Eye of Agamotto. Yes, I saw that as well. Uh, that one just, it looks really good for a prop kind of replica. Um, there were some other Transformers in there, one of them being the Ark, which came out of nowhere. I know a lot of the Transformer um, podcasts and YouTubers that I listen to were really surprised with the Ark, which is their spaceship that they landed in, mm. making it a Titan-class uh, giant transformer. I gotcha. So that's one of them that I also am eyeing because it's not 700 bucks. Mm-hmm. I might have to get that one as well. And then a couple Power Rangers figurines, which I really like the the replicas and you know the real-life version-looking things, so... I don't know if I'll get any of those, but... Oh, man, you can get a Wedge and Tilly's Black Series Premium Roleplay Helmet. You can totally rock out the... That's kind of cool. The fighter, fighter pilot helmet. I might have to add that to my shelf. How adorable would a uh, cute little nerd girl be with that little helmet on and then just, like, cute little Star Wars bra and <laughs> panties? <laughs> Right? That would Are be you cute. seeing it? Yes. <laughs> I'm saving that for later. <laughs> that's I, These are toys, but that's what I think about. <laughs> I see stuff like that. How can this be used for sexual role play? <laughs> uh, that's just... That's, now you know how my brain works. And this is the thing, too. Like, I'm, I've been doing so good. Like, my addiction of buying stuff has started to wane i know and now well now you're at the the point in your life where you maybe have to make like okay well i'll buy this but that means i have to like give these to my nieces and nephews 
One niece and two nephews. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, my nephew, when I was showing the video to my brother of this transforming Optimus Prime, oh, and he really wanted. He now. he goes, I want that. Yeah, and we're and we're just like, nope, can't. And he goes, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna put it in my note to Santa. And <laughs> I go. I, what? Santa doesn't always so give I, you everything yeah. you ask for. I had to ask, like, so what? He goes, don't you do that, Uncle Tony? Don't you write your notes to Santa to get your toys? And I'm like, no, but I feel like I'm going to put this on there. I sure hope you get one, kid. <laughs> I'm going to ask for visitation rights to yeah. it. <laughs> That's funny. I'm looking at all the Marvel. I love... Connor used to be really into collecting like the Marvel. They had the Marvel Legends series, and then they had like the smaller ones that yeah. you could get to. And he was always really big into collecting those. So it was fun to try and find like the rarer ones because he was really into the obscure ones. Um, the store Mamu looks pretty sweet. <laughs> that's what the thing is that some of these look so cool, and I I just don't have shelf space to I know fully pose them, and because that's what like. I don't really play with them anymore. Look at that great fire star, like straight out of the Spider-Man and Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Modoc. Modoc. I'm going to be stuck on this one. Oh, they have the um, Xavier from the new series. Oh, the new yeah. Walking <gasps> Xavier. Did you see what I just saw? <laughs> oh, Look at nice. that Jean. I see someone's going to start Hello. whipping out her credit card. I have a I have a very extensive Jean Grey collection, believe it or not. <laughs> I would never believe that, Linz. <laughs> never. That's a really nice one. The Cyclops one is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they have like beams coming out of his eyes, like oh, starting. That is, is kind of stupid. It looks a little silly. Anyway, sorry. I got off on a toy tangent. I know. That was supposed to be my thing. They, I mean, I just, you know. I like the Marvel action figures. Um, you know. All right. Well, let's get off the toy hunting. All right. And I'm still going to look at it. You just get into some reviews. I was going to have you start, Liz. Oh. Well, that's good because I only read one, so it won't take me that long. And you read it, too, so we can have a robust conversation about this book. Which I picked up because sometimes you just need something new to read, and then it's a number one, and also it was t titled Geiger, which just made me assume that it had something to do with... Radioactive. Yeah, yeah and it that's, did. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. And I, to be honest, I was thinking that it might go in the, the realm of, like, some zombie apocalypse or something, <laughs> so... I was pleasantly surprised. It's, it, was a, it felt a bit different, because yes. I... I kind of still don't know what the hell's going on and yep so it reminded so it's a post-apocalyptic book which i enjoy a good post-apocalyptic story but it has i think it's breaching its saturation point right how many different ways can you bring the world to an end and then how many ways can you tell the story about how people have survived after that there i mean there's a lot but also like after the year we've had, do we want to keep reading stories about how the world ends? <laughs> Maybe something a little more optimistic. <clears throat> but I think in that mindset after reading this book, that's kind of what made me like it a little bit. Because it wasn't like a... I mean, it started off very sad, obviously. Right? Because it had a flashback to the how the world ended. And obviously it was like a nuclear sort of holocaust situation. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and you see this man trying to save his family because they have built a bunker. The bunker actually came in handy. He's built a bunker and then his neighbors come to steal it, which seems very much like something that, that would actually happen. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yes. I think... You, I see it in the movies a lot. I wonder how... <sighs> it's hard, it's hard to tell. And they, they very briefly, like leaned on a bit of like <clears throat> white privilege because the neighbors were white and the character's name is Tariq Geiger and Tariq is very much like a Middle Eastern name. So yes. and they say this was probably your people's fault anyway. 
Yeah, and that, I was like, whoa. And here's the one thing I would say with, when it comes to comic book names, like, okay, Geiger's kind of like on the nose here, people like, all right, I'm going to run with it and just, that was the only issue that I kind of had with this, because yeah. other than that, pretty good, but keep going. The <clears throat> two-page where the bomb actually goes off is some of the best, like, coloring and panels where there's not a lot of color that I've seen. Like, the light in it is so crazy vibrant and the, like, skin exploding off the body yeah. is so well done um, that I had to just stare at this for a little bit. But then it flash forwards 20 years and it brings you into the well, now, the now. The post, the yeah. post well, yeah, apocalypse. Well, yeah, because I guess, though, it, it does start off with these two men who are in this area, yeah. and then they're talking about the glowing man, yes. and then they do that brief right. uh, flashback. And they do a whole, you know, kind of typical people scavenging. They have to pay the dude that's in charge. Somebody's placed themselves in a position of power in which now people have to pay them taxes. And, like, I mean, those things are all kind of very typical of a less serious post-apocalyptic tale, right? Mm Because in the very serious ones, you don't really see that structure happen. But in ones like Tank Girl, right, Mm -hmm. where (laughs) there's things like that that kind of pop up. Well, one thing I want to say, too, when they introduced then, you know, the, the main character, which they already did, but after that flashback and the bomb going off, I was actually thinking this was the man's son because that's what happens in a lot of these stories. It's not really the dad that ever right. truly becomes the superhero. It's always the kid and, and losing the parent. So I right away was like thinking, oh, that guy died in that explosion and this is going to be fall from it. So I was happy to find out then kind of what's going on with the kid and wife and that's kind of yeah. sad as well. Yeah, they're still stuck in that. Well, because the whole yeah. world is radiated. Right. Yeah, so you can't walk around in it without a suit. And that's kind of where the the, the fairy tales or, or whatever they, they call them of this guy who lives out in the... It, he, he walks around with no suit on. With his two-headed dog. <laughs> that's fucking sweet. I, <laughs> Wolf dog. Well, and then the... <clears throat> so they start, they, you know... Without giving too much away, like, there's a scuffle, right? Because, obviously, these people are coming to scavenge, and they come around to this dude's property, and he's like, you gotta get the fuck out of here. And, you know, he's not... He just looks like a dude. Obviously, there's something off because he's not wearing a suit, but he just looks like a character from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Basically. Um, and then they do, like, the reveal of him as the as glowing, and that character design is just sweet. Yep. Like, it's so super cool. And the, the hyper-neon color that they use for him just... It makes it feel like it's glowing mm-hmm. off the page. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> I totally Talk lost about my the aesthetics of, of everything? Yeah, there was some... Oh, oh, I remember now. I think... This is what I think. And this has nothing to do with the story at, an, or all, at all. But I think that... At the beginning, they mention the wife says something to Tariq about how, because he's like, well, we can live under there forever because of the stuff we've put in place. And she's like, well, what about your medicine? That'll run out. And obviously, he's not concerned about it because he would apparently do anything for his family, including die. Die, yeah. Um, And he's very, like, emaciated looking. So my guess is he had cancer. And he was probably doing radiation treatments, and he was taking some sort of medicine. Spoiler alert, but this is probably, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but now that you've To counter said the that, effects of the radiation, and somehow, I could see that being, yeah. some way, in some very science fiction-y sort of way, that counteracted with the explosion to do whatever, because he's also very buff. Yeah. Like, he looks totally Again, that's different. why I was thinking when he shows up yeah. as the superhero costume, like, that's yeah. not the same old man. Yeah. And it, like I said, without giving the, the ending away, I like seeing what the, like the city yes. and everything. It makes sense. Yep. The, the place where the, the center of 
this meto- metropolis is po- close well, to well this one because also there's other kingdoms or whatever yeah. that are going on and it's setting up a world that in issues like this usually it's a lot i feel like there's more of that world building this had a little just a little bit of that but it stuck to the man yes the glowing man they gave you a little hint of it at the end because they introduced you to the king of this land that they're currently in um and that whole that holds it yeah <laughs> if and you guys could see my face right now i'd be giving away what my feelings about this particular character but at, at the very end they give you like a little it almost looks like a uh menu map that you would get at a restaurant right that has like all the different little mm-hmm. locations on it and then it's got pictures paperclip to it so it kind of gives you in a very quick way like a brief synopsis of like who is kind of going to pop up and be the main some main people in this story which but- i which was a nice way to kind of start pulling more people in right away without adding to this already the story they had already gone through did you read the junkyard joe i did i thought i was like i swear i saw that in the in this and then i saw it in his uh reading materials yeah well at the very beginning i think on the television they're talking about how the author of junkyard joe had just died um of old age or something i don't know but yeah i thought that was a really cute way to I like when there's, like, the little extra stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, I I talk about it all the time of reading either notes to the editors or this or that. And, yeah, it just, it adds a little bit extra. Um, I think that who did uh, the Doomsday Clock uh, that uh, DC did. Oh, when they had, like, the wrap-ups at the end with the And they had, like, either case files or, like, news clippings or even, like, they just had some random stuff in there that was, like, they put it in thick there. They right. had like three or four pages to just add extra to making it feel like a real world. Right. And yeah, this was a, a pretty good book. I, I really liked it. And I just never know what I'm going to get. My um, computer just crashed, so you're going to have to look up. I know this was written by Jeff Johns. I can't remember who the artist is off the top of my head without looking at it. Um, but I also got to give props to the colorist on this book. I mean, you should give props to the colorist no matter what, because, I mean, honestly. Really. Colorist was Brad Anderson. Um, just says Jeff Johns and Gary Frank creator, so Gary Frank was Yeah, they've been artist. doing that a lot recently, where instead of being, like, writer and artist, they'll be, like, the creators or the storytellers, because they're really leaning into, it's not just the writer who's creating yeah. the story, it's also the artist. Which I think I like is that. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, real good. Pick it up. I think you guys, it's an image. I think I want to say this is Jeff John's first image book. His first independent creator-owned image book. Um, it didn't feel different than his normal stuff. It's, it had that same sort of, like, hero vibe that his stuff has a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but still really good. All right. Well, the book that I want to quick talk about is Project Patron. So... Just showing you the cover. He looks naked. Yes, he does. And actually, <laughs> but right, what kind of book do you feel this is going to be? With just this guy in this heroic pose. Is that pose? his hair? Is it, is it blowing in the wind? Yeah. I mean, it could be a hero book or it could be gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely a hero is book. Is that like, a boy book? This is an Aftershock. Aftershock, okay. So, like, look at who he's fighting. Rhino. That's, that's a, well, that's from the side. It's a doomsday, pretty oh, much. Oh, okay. So this is, like, a Superman-type right. uh, hero. Okay. And with that, I'm like, all right, am I going to want to put this comic book down because that trope has been done so I mean, much. It, it, since the beginning of comic books. Yeah. And, and... You know, sometimes they shock you and do something different, but this really started off with, you know, the greatest defender, and when he died on that day, we were all sad, but then he came, you know, rose again and everything, and I'm like, okay, this is straight up. Jesus tale? Oh, I guess Superman did that too, didn't he? Yeah. Doomsday. (laughs) But they're really doing that to really put you in that sense of this is what it is, because when they finally reveal what the hell's going on, I'm like, oh, I'm totally sold. So you have this Superman-type person, 
and he is a synthetic AI, not even AI, like robotic type thing. Oh, he's not a human. Yes. Oh. In fact, there's a secret government group that pilots it. And it goes into the, the mindset of for someone to pilot it, you got to kind of, it wears on you. Like a Jaeger. Pretty much so, yes, and yeah. the mind link and everything. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens with the main um, guy within the, the group who's pretty much the, the leader. Um, when he gets out of it, out of like this um, virtual yeah thing at the headquarters, he's just like, oh, man, those uh, neuro networks, you know, giving me a, you know, feedback. And it's pretty much taking a toll on him. And that's when you start finding out, okay, so obviously it's piloted, but it's not piloted by one person. There's this giant bruiser-looking guy who, when he's piloting it, he's piloting it mainly against the big bads because everything that happens to this replicant happens in some sort, feels okay. to the people, the human gotcha. side. They have this girl who... Whenever it's science stuff, she's one of the smartest people on the planet. So, oh, so they, they task out the different things you got to do. Yes. I and I thought, this is genius. Mm -hmm. I'm liking where this is going. It's like the future of, of the drone program, right? Where instead of just flying a little tiny drone, you're actually flying a... Yeah, a, a human. Person. Yeah. Yes. And so... This starts off kind of showing, you know, the different uh, people in the group and kind of what they're supposed to be. Like, obviously, the giant bruiser guy, you know, with the mohawk mm. and the beard. You know, pretty much, they look exactly how you would think. I wish they would swap that around from time to time, you know? Where, like, he's, like, the, the computer techie person of the group, and then the chick's, like, the bruiser person. Oh, yeah. Person. <laughs> And so it's interesting because with this uh, new person who gets uh, sent there, you start thinking that he's going to be taking over and learning how to be a pilot because um, the main guy is getting old and can't do any more or too many more things. Right. Well, he start he's st and and pretty much it's his narration of talking of the brains of the group, the brawler, and he's kind of the one explaining who these people are because he's secretly recording this shit for getting back to the UN who doesn't trust this group and what's going on. Mm. And without giving away the ending, he's like saying this is all going to flip upside down and I see how it does. This is a book that mainly kind of stayed to them though. So obviously we know there is, there was at least at one point a, super powered bad guy um they made mention to a genius criminal um okay. when they're talking to the smart chick of like you know it might be this or that so you can see that there is a world but it doesn't seem like there's other superheroes like this is the only the one only, so far yeah. maybe there's some other right. replicant looking superheroes that other people are piloting which that could get really cool and interesting mm-hmm Right now, though, I'm like, all right, it's not Superman's retelling. It's right. not. That's good. It is a little bit, but I think it sounds to me like they did that on purpose. Now. Yeah. Like they were like, we're gonna. They holy yeah. Start. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get them started on this, and they're gonna be like, God damn it. Because like I said, I almost was like, when he was going back to his fortress, I'm like, that's a fortress of solitude, even right. though it's not Antarctica. I was like, oh. yeah. And then I flipped the page, and then it's like. Wait, what's what's this? Some guy coming out of like a yeah Jaeger type little bubble thing. Yeah. And that's what really sold me. So it's definitely different, and I definitely am gonna continue to nice. see where this goes. Nice. And I sorry, I'm still on Hasbro's website. Look, <laughs> look, they have a Hellfire Club with Jean Grey as the Black Queen. I've never seen this before in my life. Oh, I've never seen that one. It's the whole set. It's sold out. You get all four of them, though. Emma Frost and, and all of them. But look at that. Jean. <laughs> this now becomes your new goal at cons to find those it, figures. Thank you. I need con goals or else I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I don't know what you were going to talk about next, but I finally watched 
Invincible. Have you watched it yet? Yes. I l- First of all, thank you, Amazon, for putting them out an episode at a time. Because no, because now I'm mad, because I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, but also like it made it very easy for me to catch up. Right? I didn't have to watch a whole season. I only had to watch four episodes. Um, holy shit. But speaking of like a Superman type yes. thing. So much of Invincible ties, and obviously it's based on a, a Robert Kirkman book that I never read. Did you ever read it? I wanted to, and I heard such great things, but yeah. I never got into it. So me going into this, I knew of the character and I knew of a few things, but not exactly this right. world. Oh my God. There's, there's a lot of obvious kind of like references to and, Marvel and he and did that on purpose yes. and a lot of comic creators do that because it's a nod but make it a little bit different and edgy you can totally see though not not just references to Marvel and DC but I saw I felt like there were obvious references to things like Dragon Ball Z and like all kinds of other pop culture sort of things um, but holy shit there were so many times in that show where I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, that's gross. <laughs> I'll just say this. I uh, totally was down for just the dialogue that felt real. Like when it's one of those things where you're watching a show and someone just says, oh, shoot. Right. Like no one says that really. Unless you're a kid. Yeah. Like, people say, oh, shit. Like, that's just normal sounding. And, and that, that it's written really well yeah. in a way that it is. they felt like real characters. And then just when the oh, shit moments happen, it's made me be like, I want more. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's really good. And I... I get, I'm a little. I'm always a little apprehensive about animated things because there's such a potential for it to go wrong. I feel like, or f- just feel like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, and it feels like a cartoon because it is, but it engages me in a way that feels like it's live action. Yeah, and I I was trying to explain to some of my friends, and I may be off in how I'm trying to compare it, but I was trying to say, like, it's like a DC Animated Justice League mixed with The Boys. Like, it's a little yes. bit more adult, um, but it definitely does feel like some of those vibes of Teen Titans and, yep. and Justice League a bit. And mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah, real good. Real good stuff. So if you guys haven't checked that out yet on Amazon, definitely, definitely pop out there and check it out. I also watched them, the first episode of them on Amazon. It's a horror show. It is horrifying. It was good, but it was I couldn't watch more than one <laughs> at a time. So, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Robert Kirkman, Skybound is having their ten-year anniversary of being in the publishing business. All right. And so, with that, they are doing uh, an anthology type. Uh, stories coming on out and the first of the books there's going to be some different uh, creators that have all done Skybound type uh, books working on on these but one of them that's going to be is a Rick Grimes 2000 story which all I know of is there's a picture of him looking old and grizzled with a lightsaber so it to me I I I can see this is obviously a Elseworlds what if type it seems like cuz anyone that has ever read the book spoiler alert uh right. he's not around anymore plus they also did a giant time skip where you know the zombies are kind of taken care of but but not in that world but it it revisits uh you know some of the the ins and outs of of this world and with that too have you ever played the telltale games no okay so there's obviously a bunch of different telltale I've heard games they're very good for especially for games based on usually games based on tv shows or comic books or, yeah and yeah. so uh one of the main characters in the walking dead uh clementine has not ever been in any comic books because she was made 
for the, the the game for the game. Yeah. So she's going to be included within uh, some of the know. Skybound um, X Five issue. Well, that's exciting for people series. who care about those things. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, but I could see where other people would be excited about. Well, it. for me, I I'm happy that the you know the book came to a conclusion in the way that the writers did. In fact, I was talking to a friend the other week who has read all of them except for the last issue and when we were talking about how yeah and it ended and it ended in such a spectacular way she goes wait it ended i go yeah he ended it on his terms and surprised everyone she goes oh my god i wonder if i have the last issue and then she realized that's the one issue that i stopped previously like She's read all of up to that. She did not get the very last No, issue. she has it. Oh, she didn't When read she was it? telling me, she goes, yeah, the last thing I read, Rick got shot and died. I go, oh, then you have one more issue. And she goes, yeah, I have. And so now she's like, I got to go home and read that because I didn't realize. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's now a year and a half uh, since that ended. That's too funny. So I like uh, that. You know, there's going to be a chance to revisit this world. Um, and, you know, they're going to have Ultra Mega Story in here and Manifest Destiny and a bunch of other Skybound stories within. That's so, fun. Yes. Sorry, I'm buying a toy right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying Jean Grey. <laughs> I feel like I'll kill, kick myself in the ass if I don't and it sells out and then I have to buy it for like $60 later. Welcome to my world <laughs> when I see things and how I'm going to always feel now about Optimus Prime. <laughs> hey, she's $20. It's a much more reasonable <laughs> yes, thing. true. If she was $600, I would not buy it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes with when I you know, got the um, Red Sun Superman and the Grimlock, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spice up my, my workspace with some, some toys. <laughs> Well, it, while you're buying things, do you want to buy something from Kevin Smith? I always want to buy something from Kevin Smith. All right, because he's uh, going to be having uh, an NFT for sale. Oh. Of a new horror film. A new horror film yeah. that he's doing? Yeah. Kilroy? Oh, Kilroy Must Die? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Well, I think it's just called Kilroy. Oh, I, I thought it was called. Or, Kilroy was here. Kilroy was here. That's yes. what it is. Yeah, I've heard. I think I feel like he made that a little while ago, and it's just. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. That, well, I didn't know if it ever got completed. I just yeah. I heard that he was going to do that. So with everyone doing this NFT thing, he figures, why not? Um, well, I'm not buying an NFT. That's ridiculous. Why you can own. This movie. I, I want to own something that Kevin Smith has personally touched or written on. But I, his spirit touched this movie, no, Lens. No. His spirit has touched me personally, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and then that spirit touched Jason Muse's balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, does it. Does it so I, do I do they list it? I don't know how NFTs still work. It's one of those things that I... Well, so the... Do you remember a couple years ago on Dr. Phil, there was a girl who was like on the show and she utters this phrase, which is, cash me outside. How about that? Do you remember that girl? Do you remember that whole thing? She got like 15 minutes of fame from her little phrase, cash me outside. How about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So it's she's become uh, quite a popular hip hop artist since then. She goes, she I think she raps under the name Bad Baby. Um, she is selling that clip from that show as an NFT. What? How? Basically, it's their copyrights. So every time that meme gets shared, she gets a dollar or however much it is, or. Whoever owns it gets the dollar. So if you sell it, so basically if you buy an NFT, you're buying the copyright. But I don't know if you can really. You can't. You can make a meme money like. You can. You can't copyright. That. You can. That's what they're doing. I don't believe. Well, this is for the whole movie and the movie. 
This is, you can buy it and you could bury it and no one could see it. This isn't for raising any any type of finance that's not for an anything NFT. else. That's just buying the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what... not a non-fungible <laughs> token. That's a fucking movie. <laughs> Someone needs to explain to Kevin Smith what NFTs are. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I still don't know what they are because I'm like, what is he talking about? Is that... <laughs> Well, a non-fungible token is something you can't get your hands on. And a movie, I mean, mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, you can. You can. Um, but, yeah. How much does he say how much he's listing it for? It, didn't, it just said that he's no. announced that he's going to, so. All right, Kevin. You do you. I still love you. Oh, I don't really have much uh, news. Did you have anything? Um, in breaking news, I will be the proud owner of one Jean Grey action figure <laughs> <laughs> from Asbro. <laughs> and I think it's already out, so it should be soon. It makes me very excited. Um, no, I actually did even less news look this week than I normally do. Normally, I actually do look, and then I just use it to weigh in on the topics that you bring up. Um, but I didn't actually look at anything this week, news-wise. So I have no idea what's going on, besides that Transformer thing that I sent you. <laughs> That's the only thing I saw up there. I'm trying to think if there's anything. <sighs> we didn't try... What? Oh, so... Oh, we didn't do our... We didn't do our Disney Plus wrap up does that mean we just weren't impressed with the last one because man that that last fucking oh, that last fucking with the shot blood. that last shot of him holding that captain america shield with the blood on it not gonna lie if they make a figure with that well, i kind of want that it was a great shot like even if i mean that the the episode was like whatever except for no i was gonna say those fight scenes were fucking sweet yes the fight scenes were. that's really what i've good. been waiting for this whole series and I loved it. But that that last shot was was legit piece of cinema. I will say the only unrealistic thing in that whole thing is people saying, would they or would they not take the serum? Because fuck, I would take it in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I got, like, why wouldn't you? You live in a world of superheroes where buildings blow up. Like, why would you not want to have yeah, superpowers? Yeah, I guess why wouldn't you? Like, but I don't know. It sounds like maybe it has negative effects on people's personalities, so maybe. I mean, the only reason Steve Rogers was the perfect candidate for the Super Soldiers is because he optimistic. Well, he had strong will, Mm -hmm. like, and his heart was like legit pure. So, of course, like it enhanced those qualities in him as well as his strength and all that other bullshit. Um, Most people don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what do you think so like let's 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 ruminate on this a bit if if taking the super soldier serum met, it made you super strong but also enhanced a personality trait of yours but not like like not like a good personality trait like a bad personality trait what do you think that trait of yours would be and would it be worth it online yelling at people (laughs) (laughs) so you take the super soldier serum and then you just end up staying in your basement on the computer the whole time (laughs) no i mean if i'm in this world i would just want to be a superhero but i think i would be the the type of superhero that would probably yeah punch a bad guy like kill him like i would have that mindset of why the fuck does Batman keep letting these people live? Like, I understand. I would try to let them live low thugs, someone mm-hmm. that's not super-powered. Like, I don't need to kill a non-powered person. But a super-powered person, if I had the strength, I'd probably want to take them out so they don't escape because right. that's what happens to them half the time. You so also I, I don't can't ever a... get drunk, right? Isn't Wasn't that a thing in the Captain America movie? He was like, I can't, it doesn't do anything to me. Like the beer because he metabolizes it so fast. Maybe, yeah. I'm okay with that, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I get to be fucking Captain America. Like, 
or yeah, like I, Captain America. I guess in like in that world it makes sense, but like what about the actual world? Like the uh, I'd be a Olympian? I'd be a WWE superstar. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be using it for <laughs> what else would you use I it? mean you could totally take out terrorist cells and like <laughs> I don't know people who run entire countries that probably shouldn't be allowed to like those sort of people <laughs> but I mean, yeah I could do that <laughs> or I feel like it enhanced my worst personality trait like I would probably just be a horrible cunt like, nobody would be able to stand being around me, ever, because I would just be the snarkiest, most sarcastic fucking person on the planet. I mean, I'd probably, I'd, I'd definitely be more cocky. Like, I wouldn't be, like, a um, losing my temper type person, but I would definitely be more boastful, more, <clears throat> hey, bet you I could race you quicker down the road or something type thing. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'd do it. I probably would, though. There's no there's no question. I don't... But, like, if I'm such a cunt that nobody wants to be friends with me, what kind of life is that? But you'd have to kind of know that now to I mean, I do know you. that now. You're, like, the only person who hangs out with me because... <laughs> <laughs> because I am sort of insufferable at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had entire podcasts where I could tell just by looking at you that you're like, I just wish you would shut the fuck up. <laughs> <sighs> well, booze of the book this week is Green Lantern number one. And and what? Another number one? Like a legit number well, one? Well, you know the new frontier, they oh, free, yeah, redid right. everything. So, it's been a while since I've read some Green Lantern. I was really big into this Jeff Johns run and everything they did. Um, and really, it was around Blackest Night that I really got into it. And there's a lot of lore that goes into the Green Lanterns that I learned then. But over the past several years, Rebirth and all that stuff, like, I don't know what's real or not anymore. This whole new frontier... And you know what? I'm I'm going into this with a clean slate of like, well, at least it makes a little bit of sense in this. It's a new number one, mm -hmm. so I don't need to know everything. But at the same point, they have so many different lanterns in this book that you'd be kind of lost to not know who is who. Uh, like one person, the Teen Titan, or not Teen Titan, the Teen Lantern. I'm like, who the hell are you? Hmm. I looked it up and she came out uh, 2019, so a couple years ago. Uh, Kelly Quintella uh, from Bolivia, and she a little bit different of a Green Lantern. She smart and has this like gauntlet thing that harnesses the energy from the green uh, power battery. Not a ring. Yeah, not a ring. And so in this, they kind of introduce her, kind of being sent through some. Uh, tests and everything and the guardians want to check out her gauntlet and i'm like okay who is this person and also it's dumb why do you keep calling her the teen lantern and well because she's 11 so she's a teen and i mean that technically yeah because that's what pre-teen pre-teen lantern <laughs> that's what, and then the, yeah they're like well she's a kid and i'm not a kid i'm a teen just you don't need to always use everyone's code name when it doesn't make sense all the time. No, but, and what a terrible... Te <laughs> Teen Lantern yeah. to the rescue! But, no, besides that, you. though, this <laughs> okay. was a... This was an interesting book. It had uh, a lot of the universal-type people. That it was kind of like this council um, to allow um, Oa to be part of this planetoid council that's going on now in the, the universe. And it was funny, because they were, when they are talking... Uh, about the multiverse and then Guardians go the Omniverse and they go yes yeah, so anyway so when we do this and then we have that uh, problem in the multiverse Omniverse they're really trying to <laughs> sell it there that it's not just a multiverse it's an Omniverse, omniverse yeah um, but yeah it, it's it set the tone um, the Sinestro Corps uh, shows up and some rabble rousing and I will say I do kind of like the attitude of this young 
Teen Lantern. But I also don't know if this is going to be her book or one of the many other Lantern's books, like Jon Stewart or Kyle or anything, because they were all in this as well. So even though we followed mainly Jon uh, throughout this, you know, who... Yeah, it's Green Lantern, so they're probably going to have multiple different stories with the different lanterns right. and everything. But I really enjoyed it, and so, and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to pair this with a Green Demon drink. Green Demon drink. I mean, I could have said Green Drink. I, you know, green found, Drink. Yeah, Green <laughs> Drink, because you have to. And uh, it, to make this, uh, you can take uh, one part Midori, one part vodka. One part white rum and lemonade. Midori is like a mel sour. Is it melon? Or is yes, it... Melanie. I think. Yeah, Melanie. <laughs> that's a, that's a girl's name. I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And that's all I have this week. That's all we both have this week. I guess I uh, everyone. We can we can say soon. Hopefully, you'll be able to enjoy a brand new drunkoncomics.com experience that will make uh, navigating our website much more enjoyable. So, yeah, stay thirsty for that. I guess I don't know. <laughs> 